Talk Property with Ian Collins. Hello and welcome to Talk Property, the UK's number one property podcast. Lots to get through in this episode. Coming up... I mean, there's definitely a contingent of landlords who are saying, that's it, I'm throwing in the towel, I've had enough. Find out what that's all about. Plus this... The people who are really looking to invest at the moment are those landlords who are already in the market, those landlords who are invested in the higher yielding properties. All of that on the way. Talk Property with Ian Collins, brought to you by Property Notify, the UK's leading source of property sector news. Are you a landlord, investor or thinking about getting into property? If so, then the National Landlord Investment Show is perfect for you. Attend our free one-day events across the UK and immerse yourself in an environment rich in property-based information, services and opportunities to grow your portfolio. Whether you're interested in landlord tax advice, finance, legal issues, insurance, investment opportunities or the latest prop tech, you'll find everything you could ever need at our shows. Having delivered over 75 shows since our inception in May 2013, we're now excited to be celebrating our 10th birthday next year. For more information and to register for your free show tickets, visit landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk. National Landlord Investment Show the UK's number one landlord and property investment exhibition. So let's meet our guest today on this episode. Jenny Brown is Sales Director at Mortgages for Business. Jenny, how are you doing? Really good. How are you? You well? Good. Yeah, good as gold at this end. I mean, this is a bit busy area. It's interesting. We've got a cost of living crisis going on, but we still don't have a property problem in this. Well, we have a property problem. We don't have an issue with the property industry continually moving. Yeah, absolutely. It's holding incredibly firm and proving to be so, so robust despite everything else at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's it's like its own solo economy, isn't it, properly? <laughs> yeah, I think it is actually. Yeah. It does seem to um, perform very differently to other parts of the essentially investment market, doesn't it? So it's, it's always very, very curious to watch it react. Indeed. Let's talk about buy to let then, because of course, this is a a, a huge area. I know it's been, some say it's been complicated a bit by all sorts of new rules and regulations, and the government seem to love adding rules and regulations to things. However, for many people, it's whether it's as a small business or whether they're doing it as a one-off or as a almost like a pension, I suppose, for some people, buy to let Mm. is still a worthy investment, right? Yeah. Do you know, it's interesting. There's been so much questioning over this recently and I think it's a really really fair question because you know I feel like landlords are facing a tsunami of challenges at the moment and I'm sure you know some landlords are feeling pretty disenfranchised so I think you know taking the kind of more um, emotional side of things out of it for a moment if we simply look at it as a pure investment so let's look at the kind of numerical side of it because that's really why we invest in property in the first place And I feel like for landlords, for investors, there's really two things that they're looking at. So they're looking at yield and capital value. And these two things, if one or ideally both are performing well, that really then kind of defines, is it a good investment? So if we just kind of consider yields for a moment, so look, rental yields are increasing at a really, really healthy rate. Um, There's been a nine and a half percent increase in rents between 2021 and 22. Um, In some areas, actually, they've experienced a 41 percent increase in rents over the last five years. So the rental market, the rental yields have been doing really very well. Now, looking um, into my crystal ball and sort of looking into the future and what's going on there, so there's reports that there's going to be less buy-to-let properties available to rent, 
there's reports of around 20% of landlords looking to reduce their exposure in the property market or actually leave the market altogether, which means there's going to be less supply. Um, We've got tenants staying in properties for longer than ever before, meaning there's less churn, so less properties coming onto the market there. And yet conversely, you know, demand for rental properties is going to increase because as mortgage costs go up and people are able to save less money because of the cost of living crisis, they're going to be forced to rent um, either as a first step or for longer. So I think really what we're going to see is the buy-to-let market actually um, be relatively robust in terms of rental yields and demand for rental properties, you know, going forward over the next few years. So that's the kind of yield side of things. I think that's actually, you know, a, a positive story. Sure. And then I think if we look about capital values, you know, house prices in themselves, we all know that house prices have been going bananas over the last um, couple of years. And things are definitely starting to slow down. You know, we're reading reports about that. Um, the general consensus, and I was reading a report from Hamptons in the last couple of days, is that actually um, by the end of 2022, we're going to end the year with house prices still 5% higher than they were at the end of 2021. So wow. no falling off a cliff there. And I think then the general kind of viewpoint is that actually going through 2023, um, it's going to be a fairly static year in terms of house price growth. Expect very, very little, maybe even no growth. Um, But then moving into 2024, and particularly by the end of it, we're expecting things to kind of get going again. Um, House prices are predicted to have risen by 2% in 2024. And then actually going on beyond that, and the expectation is that by then we'll be through this whole you know, horrible environment that we're currently all experiencing and things should be getting largely back to normal. So, you know, I think realistically, um, capital value, you're not going to see a huge growth if you were to invest money in a buy to debt right now. Um, but actually, I think your capital is still safe. What we're not expecting to see is anything falling off a cliff. Yeah, I was going to say, and that that's what seems to have been, you know, even in, you know, 2008, I know there was a dip, but nothing was obliterated in that dip. It just seems to be an incredibly robust market and as you say if things stay neutral i mean that within over a cycle of you know a few generations the fact there might be a blip where things stay neutral isn't the worst news in the world you're not losing no definitely i think you know if you sort of i think with investments what you can never do is look at things on a very micro level you need to be more macro more long term so actually yeah okay fine you might have a year or two you don't see any great growth but actually look at over 10 years you will have made money you know housing the housing market has always grown in value over the long term and there have always been moments in time recessions credit crisis that kind of stuff where things went quite stagnant um, or maybe even went backwards but ultimately it always recovers you know and actually cyclically it will have made money so yeah you know and I think you know let's be honest what's really driving house prices holding firm it's supply and demand isn't it you know we simply cannot keep up with the demand and now we're going to a time of high interest rates where people are going to be less inclined to go and buy something so it all kind of goes into the melting pot. Indeed. I mean, what kind of trends have you seen uh, this year? Uh, have you seen the behaviour change in any way? Um, I mean, there's definitely a contingent of landlords who are um, saying, you know, that's it. I'm throwing in the towel. I've had enough. Interestingly, this doesn't seem to be um, re- reactionary to the kind of um, financial environment. So the interest rate rises. What it seems to be actually is more of the kind of legislative changes that are going on. So things like the abolishment of section uh, of the uh, no fault eviction process that's really really upset people actually yeah. um, and all the other kind of things the smart decent home standards um and various other bits and pieces so landlords are really disenfranchised but actually the interest rate thing i think is just a, a real annoyance and an expensive annoyance but that's not what putting what's putting people off but in terms of kind of from the mortgage side what are we seeing so mm. um first of all 
an absolute flurry of people looking to lock in on fixed rates. Interestingly, over the last few years, for various reasons, we've seen done most of our lending on five-year fixed. Um, we're now seeing people saying, oh, actually, you know, I quite fancy a 10-year fixed at the moment. How are they sure, looking? Yeah. So there's a little bit of a change there. But actually, you know, really what people are doing is just looking to shore up their position. I mean, one of the things that um, people who are listening to this may not be aware of, but actually, if you've got a mortgage coming up for renewal, you can actually book your rate up to seven months in advance of that ending because of the fact that mortgage offers can be valid for up to six months. So you can actually get in ahead well in advance of where it needs to be. So with the view that obviously we've all been hearing in the press, rates are going to go up and there's a load of panic. A lot of people have taken a decision to go early, which has been an incredibly good decision, I hasten to add, and get in and get rates booked as quickly as possible. So yeah, fixed rates, definitely. Another interesting thing we've got. So um, when you've been in the game as long as I have, you will cast your minds back to people, lenders like Mortgage Express. And these lenders um, were really in their kind of heyday pre-credit crisis. And what they used to do is offer mortgages where the rate you would go on to um, after your fixed rate ended was um, the reversion rate, which was directly linked to Bank of England base rate. Mm -hmm. And the wording that used to sit around these mortgage offers was something along the lines of 0.25% over Bank of England base rate. So for some people who have been on these rates, they've been paying, you know, circa 0.3%, you know, 0.5% for the last really almost 12 years. So these guys haven't really had a huge motivation to refinance. But what we're now seeing is these people are saying, do you know what, actually, I've had a really great, you know, 10 or 12 years on these really, really low rates, but now is the time to kind of move on from here. Um, and again, revisit my portfolio and just really see how I can shore up my position and kind of get myself some security. And I think the third trend we're seeing, which is probably a little bit more kind of unique, is for those landlords who have properties that which they've held in their personal names after Section 24 was announced. Um, and so the tax position for people who hold properties personally really kind of moved on unfavourably. Um, we saw a wave of landlords at that point who went through what's called incorporations, essentially the process of moving properties from their own name into a limited company. But this is not a free thing to do. You sacrifice, you know, um, sort of low personal name interest rates for limited company rates. Um, there's a cost to going through this process as well. So some people actually said, you know what, I've thought about it. Um, I'm just going to stay where I am. And as the various the sort of tax changes have really started to bite, they're paying more and more tax, but they've still been enjoying really, really low interest rates. Whereas now what these guys are facing is the higher tax burden and the higher interest rates. We're now seeing sure. another round of people who are saying, actually, I think I now need to do something about the tax because I can actually affect this, whereas I can't really do much about what interest rates are doing. So we're seeing more incorporations at the moment as well. Yeah. What's your experience, Jenny, of, of who is buying properties and why? I mean, I alluded to it at the beginning. There's a whole spectrum of reasons, aren't there, why people want to invest in that kind of way. And it might well be that someone has, you know, often someone's inherited a house and they want to, you know, let it out and the rest of it. They might have a small mortgage that they want to attach to it in some sort of respect. But is it, are you talking about individuals with one house, do you think? Are we talking about people looking for an entire portfolio? What's the picture out yeah, it's interesting at the moment. So I feel um, the people who are actually looking to increase their portfolio tend to be people who are already in the market. There are not many first-time landlords who are um, looking to lock up capital. So I think it's very, very natural when we're going through a period of uncertainty as we are right now, 
for those people who have a nice amount of cash, you know, sitting in their bank account, the thought of them parting with it and locking it up into a property probably doesn't appeal to them so much, particularly when we're saying house prices probably aren't going to be going crazy over the next 12 months. So really, what do you lose by holding fire for a bit just to see how things shake out? I do think that the people who are really looking to invest at the moment tend to be are those landlords who are already in the market um, and tend to be those landlords who are invested in the higher yielding properties. So things like HMOs um, and multi-units, these guys who are experiencing really good return on capital in terms of the yield. Um, Landlords who have the larger portfolios um, at the moment, I think a lot of them have been really sitting on their hands because they have been watching the property market be incredibly frothy. Um, They've seen gazumping come back to market in the last couple of years, which is something we haven't seen for a really long time, thankfully. Um, So I think these guys are also, a lot of them are really thinking, actually, again, it's sort of like for the first time landlords, I'm just going to kind of, you know, see how things go over the coming months. The other sort of trend we're seeing at the moment is people are really looking to kind of add value to properties and make a quick buck. So refurbishment projects seem to be coming to the fore at the moment. So I'm going to buy a property. I'm going to get it for a song because it's very, very tired. Maybe it's not even mortgageable at the moment because it's so um, run down. I'm going to renovate it and set it on and make sort of a quick return on my investment that way instead. In terms of advice um, to, to landlords and investors, particularly if you're trying to mitigate the current climate, what, what what are you looking at there? What would you be saying to potential clients and investors? Yeah, I mean, I think it's such a good question. I think the first thing is, you know, and I'm a landlord myself, so I kind of speak on a personal level. And this is the conversation I'm having internally all the time when I'm thinking, good God, this is tough at the moment. And there is a tsunami of things coming your way in terms of regulation, the economic challenges, interest rates, all that kind of stuff. My genuine advice is actually hold your nerve. Buy today really is a great place to be for all of the reasons that I've outlined. And actually, there will be landlords that will divest, which means that you are going to have a product where you have less competition for your product. And I think it will in the long term, you know, really pay dividend. Now, in terms of for those guys who are going to stick around and keep at it, I think one of the things that you really need to be thinking about is the um, MEES changes coming into the minimum energy efficiency standards coming in in 2025. Yeah, so what we're seeing is there's lots of landlords at the moment who are grabbing their five-year fixed rate, which is absolutely wonderful and well done to those guys for kind of being proactive. Now, the... I think the average um, kind of assumed cost for the um, EPC changes that are coming in, I think they're landing around between eight and nine thousand pounds per property at the moment, and I believe the proposed exemption is ten thousand pounds. So if we work on the basis that people are going to have to spend, you know, roughly ten thousand pounds on a property to get it up to where it needs to be, a lot of landlords simply don't have. £10,000 or actually for those with four or five properties, you know, 40, 50,000 pounds sitting around. So what you need to be doing is really thinking, actually, if I'm taking a, a five year fixed rate now, do I need to be putting that money out at the same time? So I've got the cash ready if I need it to make my green changes to my property, because to be left with a property that's not lettable once these changes come in can be disastrous. So that's definitely um, one piece of advice, you know, absolutely review your portfolios, have a look, you know, Can you fix any of the mortgages that you've got? Actually, for some landlords, and this is where it gets interesting, because interest rates have gone up quite a lot in the last few weeks and months. Um, You know, the interest rates now for a sort of um, a standard landlord on a standard property, um, probably interest rates are going to be around three and a half percent. When you're going into the world of limited companies, HMOs, multi-units, they're pushing near five percent. So that feels really expensive. But actually, a lot of people 
who are coming off five-year fixed rates now, they were paying those rates five years ago. For them, it's almost like parity in terms of switching. So don't be frightened to look at this now. Um, Do review your mortgage arrangements. You know, it actually isn't too late to still get, you know, rates that, you know, because things are going to keep going up from here on in for the time being. And yeah, really do think about actually, you know, the longer term, do you need to raise any capital is, you know, getting your hands on some extra cash at the moment, while it might feel feel counterintuitive to increase your expenditure, actually, maybe that could be the thing that kind of really gives you some security if things do get a little bit bumpy. Yeah. Uh, And just a final point, which I always think is worth looking at. I'm a a big fan. I know everything, doing things yourself is a great idea (laughs) in some respects. And, you know, I always say to you know, using a letting agency, you can totally see why that is a very safe and sensible thing to do yeah. unless you have other arrangements. And using a mortgage broker in a similar way. I mean, why is using a mortgage broker more important now potentially than ever before? Yeah, it's, it's such a good question. I feel that at the moment, the market is getting more and more complicated in terms of lending criteria. You know, every time um, interest rates go up, the rental calculation changes. You can borrow less per pound of rental income than you could before the rate went up. So things are just really, really complicated. And a good broker, um, and I'd like to think that mortgages for business would be classed as a good broker, um, can really help you navigate with that. And I think the other thing actually at the moment is there's a lot of kind of um, dilemmas for landlords. You know, should I raise capital now? Should I wait? Should I go for a five-year fix? Or actually, what about a tracker? You know, there's a conversation to be had about tracker rates for the first time in God, you know, ten years, um, as to whether they're good. And also, actually, just being able to get in and secure rates very, very quickly. Lenders are pulling rates without any notice at the moment. So, actually, a broker can generally get at rates um, quicker than you can if you try and sort of apply a direct to a lender and have to go through their kind of queuing system to see it, speak to an advisor, all that kind of thing. So, I think generally we can add value in terms of speed as well. Remind everybody of your website, Jenny. You're a you know a sizable uh, organisation over there at Mortgages for Business. Where can people find out more? Yeah, it's Mortgages for Business, and that's f o r business dot co dot uk. Perfect, Jenny. We will speak soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, that's Jenny Brown, Sales Director of Mortgages for Business, with us here on the program. A reminder: this episode is proudly sponsored by the National Landlord Investment Show, the UK's number one landlord and property event. For more information, please go to landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk. That's landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk, and we'll see you on the next episode. Talk property with Ian Collins. Brought to you by Property Notify, the UK's leading source of property sector news. Are you a landlord, investor or thinking about getting into property? If so, then the National Landlord Investment Show is perfect for you. Attend our free one-day events across the UK and immerse yourself in an environment rich in property-based information, services and opportunities to grow your portfolio. Whether you're interested in landlord tax advice, finance, legal issues, insurance, investment opportunities, or the latest prop tech, you'll find everything you could ever need at our shows. Having delivered over 75 shows since our inception in May 2013, we're now excited to be celebrating our 10th birthday next year. For more information and to register for your free show tickets, visit landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk. National Landlord Investment Show the UK's number one landlord and property investment exhibition.